What's shaking fire nation? JLD here and welcome to May 2016's income report with yours truly, John Lee Dumas. And of course, as always, I am joined by the great, classy Kate Erickson and Josh Bowerly. What's going on, guys? You're so sweet, John. What's up, Fire Nation? <laughs> I didn't get as sweet of an introduction. I'm so happy to be here. You're still on fire, Josh. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. Now, Fire Nation, we had a pretty solid May. We're pretty stoked with our gross income, which was $219,000. Our expenses were $66,000 for a total net profit of $152,000, which was a $10,000 increase from the month of April. So we're always excited to be going in that direction. And we have a lot of cool things to be chatting about with you today. As always, Josh has a killer tax tip for you. Kate and I are going to be doing a little breakdown about our move to Puerto Rico. I'm going to be talking about some traveling I did and some conferences I attended. We're going to be breaking out our free course that we just created and sharing it with you. So this is a completely new free course. So stick around for that because you're going to want to check out this free course for show. And then, of course, we're going to end with our biggest lesson learned, which is on mindset today, which is amazing. And I'm excited, Fire Nation. So thanks for joining us today. Now, Josh, we're going to bring you on because, as always, you are rocking it with a tax tip. And this tax tip is all about your financial foundation, which is key. I always talk about building your foundation first so you're not building your castle on sand or that house of cards, you know, fill in any one of those blanks. Take it away, Josh. What do you got for us today? Yeah, John, I'm, I'm a little down today after the performance of my Cleveland Cavaliers last night, but uh... I'm, I'm going to try not to let it affect our taxes. <laughs> So, no, I mean, you kind of mentioned it ahead of time, but it's all about foundation today. Uh, we've all heard the phrase a million times, a house is only as strong as its foundation. And just like with any kind of cliche like that, there's a reason that it became a cliche because it's true. And with taxes, it's no different. All right. If you can't get the basics right, all these great advanced tips we talk about some of these months, all these killer tax savings tips, they're not going to matter if you can't get the basics right. All right. So I know we all love those advanced tips. Um, but this month, we're going to go back to the basics a little bit. And I think we're going to do a two-part series on the basics. But this month, I want to specifically talk about separating your business and personal finances. All right, this is the foundation of your tax, uh, your tax picture, your entire financial picture of your business. Right? If you can't get this right, nothing else we talk about is going to matter. And if I had to pick one mistake that I see most entrepreneurs making, it's definitely going to be that they're not doing this. They're not separating their business and personal finances. And this is a problem for three big reasons. First, it makes your bookkeeping significantly more difficult. Right? People hate bookkeeping enough, but imagine trying to do an entire year's worth of bookkeeping after the fact. Right? So the way a lot of people do it is they go to see their CPA. Their CPA says, okay, I need a list of income and expenses. They say, uh-oh, didn't do that. Now they have to go through 12 months worth of activity, hmm. try to separate it all out and say, okay, this was business. This was personal. This maybe I'm not sure about. What do I do with this? Right? That's not how you want to do this. Right? Get separate bank accounts so you can avoid that. Number two reason, it puts you at considerably more risk in the event of an audit. And we've talked before, an audit is very unlikely. It's not something you should fear, but it doesn't mean it's not something you should prepare for, right? And the number one way you can prepare and protect yourself in the event of an audit is to keep separate business and personal finances, okay? And 
the reason is number one, if they look at your finances and they say, well, this is personal, this is personal, this is personal. How are they going to know what's business and what's personal? At that point, they're just going to assume that everything is personal and you could lose all these legit business deductions that you actually are entitled to. But furthermore, if you're operating as either a partnership or a corporation, this is a requirement. It's not just a, this is the convenient way to do it. This is something that could get you more deductions. It's an actual requirement. You have to have a separate bank account for your business. And number three, uh, it's going to expose yourself to unwanted legal liability. And as always, this comes with the preface that I am not an attorney, but it doesn't take a genius in the legal field to realize the whole purpose of forming an entity is you want to separate yourself from your business in the event there is ever some type of lawsuit with the business. But if you're combining your business personal and finance, your, your business finances with your personal finances, guess what? You're no longer separated. You are treating them as one and the same. So the courts are probably going to do the same thing. Okay, so those are three huge, huge reasons to do this. And I'm sure you're thinking by now, okay, that's great. But how do I go about setting up these, these business bank accounts, these, these separate credit cards, especially if I'm new in business and I don't have the credit history necessary to, to do this? You know, I mean, a lot of people aren't going to give you a credit card if you don't have any income coming in yet. So here's a, here's a few tips when you go to do this. First, you want to apply for an EIN, which is a federal identification number for your business. If you don't have this, it's just operating under your social security number. So that's a problem for a lot of reasons, but especially when it comes to getting your business bank account, the bank's going to want a separate ID number. All right. The, the second tip is go ahead and form some type of entity such as an LLC. If you get just getting started, you're not making money yet. An LLC is perfect. It's not going to change anything in how you're doing things, but it's going to make it easier to set up this bank account because you have an actual business to put the name on it. All right. And if all else fails and you can't get anyone to open these accounts for you under your business name, what I want you to do is just go open a second or third or whatever account under your personal name. Okay. So you're going to go to maybe a new bank, maybe the same bank. You're going to say, I want a personal bank account. You're going to go to a credit card company, say, I want a credit card in my personal name. And all you're going to do is make sure that only business activity is ran through there. Okay, because the important thing isn't what name it's operating under. It's that you are keeping it separate from your personal activity. So if the best you can do is to open up an account that is just in your name and not in the business name, as long as you're keeping it separate, it's doing its job. Does that all make sense? Makes sense to me, Josh. All right. Well, as with anything else in life, if you don't build a solid foundation for your business finances, it's all going to come crashing down eventually. So if you haven't done this yet... and I've seen way too many people who haven't done this, even if they're two years, three years, five years into their business. I want you to make plans to get this done today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Get this done today. It's honestly, it's that important to your business, right? If you don't, if you never take another tax tip from Entrepreneur on Fire again, take this one, go open up separate accounts for your business and personal bank accounts. But Fire Nation, I hope you're taking more than just this one tip away because we got so many value bombs for you just in this income report and all of our episodes, future income reports, past income reports. Go check them out because Josh is always dropping value bombs in these areas. And of course, if you want to get your head around this a little bit more, Josh has a wealth of knowledge over at CPA onfire.com. Of course, you can just email him directly, josh at CPA on fire. And Josh, don't we have a free course for Fire Nation? Where can we go there? We do. Yeah. Speaking of the business entity stuff, as we mentioned, if this is something that interests you, we have a free four-part series that's going to walk you through exactly what type of business entity you should be doing. And to get there, you just go to cpaonfire.com slash fire nation.
Booyah, Josh. Thank you, as always, for just rocking us with the tax stuff because Fire Nation, this is the foundation that we're talking about, the financial foundation. If you want to make sure all your hard work doesn't just get washed away washed away in a tsunami of disaster in the future, then this is the stuff you got to do. Build that foundation. So important, so huge. Josh, take care, brother. We'll catch you on the flip side. Go Cavs. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to our next topic, which is what went down in May in the land of Fire Nation and specifically the Fire HQ, the headquarters. Let me just start by saying bienvenidos a Puerto Rico because Kate and I are now recording this income report from our new home in Puerto Rico. And I got to be honest, we have a lot to say about this topic. So I'm going to pass over to the classy Kate Erickson. Kate, what are you going to say about this? You and those R's that you roll. I mean, how long have you lived here? Like 35 days. And (laughs) guess what? I couldn't roll an R in February for the life of me. So this has been practice. I think we talked about this in the last income report, but I almost died laughing when somebody sent you a personal snap and all they did over and over and over on the snap (laughs) was pronounce Puerto Rico like the way that you're actually supposed to pronounce it. I'm still working on it. Yes, we all are. (laughs) Um, So we've been here a month. I cannot believe it. This past month has gone by so fast. May was maybe the fastest month of my life. Zoom. I feel like we're settled. Do you feel like we're settled in Puerto Rico? We're pretty settled in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So um, we were very lucky. Okay, we've been talking about Puerto Rico a little bit here, a little bit there. And I've had a few people reach out to me from Fire Nation and be like, we want to know what's going on. Like, what was it like for you guys to get settled there? And what have you guys been up to? So I thought it'd be kind of cool to just recap a few things that we've been doing over the past month. Um, so we got here May 1st. We were very lucky to have an Eofire fan reach out to us, Jorge. And he was like, please let me meet you at the airport. I'm here to help you uh, get settled and move into your place and do all these things. So Jorge and his friend Alejandro, we were so lucky to have them meet us at the airport in Aguadilla. Uh, which is something that a lot of people have been asking us about. So um, why are you on the west side of the island? Aguadilla is the airport pretty much opposite of San Juan, and we chose to live on this side of the island um, for several reasons. We're in a town called Quebradillas, and Quebradillas is like this off-the-beaten-path, like so serene, so beautiful Again, that's why we were really lucky actually to have Jorge and Alejandro because we had no idea where we were. Um, so they were very gracious in leading us to our home at midnight, which is when we landed. That's been the first question that people have asked us. So it's like, why Cabridias? Why aren't you guys in San Juan? Why aren't you guys in the city? Why aren't you guys where everything's going on? We did it for a few reasons. So we really wanted to experience Puerto Rico. We didn't want to just go to the city where we'd probably basically feel like we were in downtown San Diego and not really get to see the coastline, see different areas. Like we have traveled so much since we got here. Um, We've been very lucky to be connected with some really amazing people. Um, Robert, one of them, And Robert has taken us on literally entire day trips showing us around the island. Like, 
taking us to different cities and familiarizing us with like what what's the deal in Rincon? Like what's the vibe in Rincon? And who goes to Aguadilla? And like what goes on in Aguadilla? And let me show you down the coast and in this little crevice where like nobody would ever know to go there, especially myself and John. Um, and so we've gotten to see a lot of really cool things and basically just be like shoved into a lot of uncomfortable situations from coming to Cabra Diaz. Do you feel that way, John? I really feel that way. And I am just so thankful that we have found people like Alejandro, like Jorge, like Robert, who we become friends with and who we can rely on or reach out to and say, hey guys, like we're thinking about doing this or that. And they can give us recommendations and ideas. And it's been really cool on a lot of levels. And, and I think that just comes with living in the flow of life, Fire Nation. I mean, we didn't come here and plan to meet all these people and have all these things happen. We just knew and trusted that they were going to happen, that life was going to unfold and we were open to adventure. And guess what? Adventure found us. And I think that's a huge takeaway. I think that's a huge takeaway too. I mean, nothing about this move has been easy. Like relocating our business, relocating our lives, changing our day to day, trying to integrate ourselves in what I see as a very unique and amazing culture, but it's very different from our life in San Diego and Fire Nation. That is not easy to do. I mean, Everything that we've had to kind of tweak in our day to day has been, I, I don't think disruptive is the right word, but you know, we've undergone a lot of changes um, in a very short period of time. And just something to consider and think about if you're thinking about moving, relocating. I mean, there's a lot of things to consider if you're going someplace where you're not really familiar with you know, how things run. So we've been, again, very grateful to be connected to some really amazing people who have helped us kind of find our way here on the island. And um, we're continuing to explore. We're continuing to experience new things. Um, the food here is amazing. Uh, and we have a ton of great images that we linked up from our journeys around the island. We've seen some really beautiful beaches, again, had some really great meals. We've explored Old San Juan. John, I know that wasn't your first time there, but it was my first time in Old San Juan. And that is such a unique little area. So quaint, so beautiful. We've gotten to see the forts. We went to El Yunque, which is a national rainforest here in Puerto Rico. Um, so lots of really, really cool images linked up. And we talk a little bit about where we believe our future home here on the island is going to be. John, do you want to chat a bit about that? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Still a little too early to definitely cement it in stone, but we have found an incredible community within Puerto Rico that we do love. It's called Palmas del Mar. It's approximately 50 minutes southeast of San Juan. So if you fly into San Juan, you drive 50 minutes southeast to the coast, a little bit south of El Hyunque, which is that rainforest gate was talking about. You come to this pretty incredible gated community called Palmas del Mar, Palms of the Sea. And 
It's pretty incredible for a lot of reasons. There's over 4,000 units. We're talking a unit could be a single family house. It could be a a townhome. It could be a condo, an apartment, but it's huge. Uh, There's a K through 12 school there, one of the best bilingual schools in all of Puerto Rico. Uh, There's also an equestrian club, a golf club, a tennis club, a fitness club, a beach club. I mean, fill in the blank clubs. There's 30 restaurants and it's all comprised within this community, Palmas del Mar. Um, there's gar- uh, golf cart paths everywhere. Most people get around on golf carts. They just live in this community because why drive when you can just scoot around in a golf cart? I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. It's a huge yachting community. There's a lot of yachts and a lot of slips for yachts and stuff like that. So people love it for that reason. You have the gorgeous view of El Hyunque, which I mentioned earlier, that rainforest. You also have gorgeous views of Vieques and Culebra Island. And we're told actually on clear days, you can even see St. Thomas, which is another island that's a part of the Caribbean chain here. So that's really cool. You get this beautiful view of the bay, of the rainforest, of the islands and all this stuff. It's just, it's a really breathtaking view from pretty much everywhere on or within Palmas del Del Mar. And we met some really cool people that live there and they kind of rave about it. And we're talking about people that grew up in Puerto Rico and people that have moved down there as well. Um, so it's been really interesting to see that it's just a beloved community. They kind of call it the Palmas Del Mar bubble, uh, which again has its pros and cons because we're here to experience all of Puerto Rico, which is one reason why we came to Quebradillas first, as Kate mentioned, for all of those reasons. But so we'll keep you updated on that and on where we end up st- uh, claiming our our land, I should say, or maybe staking our, our flag in the ground to be a better way to put it. So uh, we'll, as always, Fire Nation, keep you updated on this. And when Kay was talking about food, I just had to kind of throw in one word that to me describes Puerto Rico food and cuisine, and that is mofungos. <laughs> I love saying mofungos. It's just such a cool word. I feel like that could be a, a great name for a business, just saying. But what mofungos are essentially, for those of you that aren't familiar with that name, they are mashed plantain. So like a form of banana, they're mashed up, they cook them, they fry them, they grill them, they do all these different things to them, garlic, uh, red sauce, whatever it is. But man, it goes with everything. And to me, it's now become part, I mean, my mouth is actually now filling up with saliva as I'm talking. <laughs> so I'm having a harder time talk because uh, Kate was like, we should stop at Subway later. And now I'm thinking, um, let's stop at a place that has mofungo later because it's great fire nation. So if you're ever in Puerto Rico, make sure that uh, mofungos is on your list of food to eat. Uh, so Kate, I rambled there for a little bit about a few things. Anything you want to wrap up on this uh, topic about? Uh, just that, you know, we're really excited to be on this journey. And uh, later in the income report, actually, one of my biggest lessons learned this month was around mindset. And I kind of touched a little bit on, you know, what a huge change this has been and kind of how we've managed to keep the business going and, you know, continue to stay positive, even in the face of some really frustrating situations. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit at the end of this report, too. And as Kate mentioned, we have some incredible photos on our income reports. If you just go to eofire.com, just click on the income tab right there and you can just come to this income report, May 2016. You'll see pictures of food, of our place in Quebradillas, of the beach that we live right on, um, of San Juan, of El Hyunque Rainforest, of Palmas del Mar. We got some killer photos. Definitely check those out. And 
as Kate ended this topic with um, within the income report is it's never not the right time to crack a medalla, which is uh, the beer here in Puerto Rico. And it is quite a, a tasty one. Now I want to kind of move into a, uh, an event that I went to in San Diego. And as I wrote in the income report, you know, I landed in San Diego and I was like, oh, I'm home because it's been, you know, my home since 2009, except for a quick stint in Maine for a couple of years. And so it felt like I was landing home, but then I kind of to pinch myself and say, no, like home is Puerto Rico. Like you are now visiting San Diego and that's just the reality. You are now a quote unquote visitor. And it felt kind of weird on a lot of levels, but I will say, uh, it was the same old San Diego. Nothing had changed in the 15 days I was gone. Shocking. <laughs> and it was a, definitely a fun conference. Great speakers uh, rocked the stage like Russell Brunson, Nick Unsworth, Ray Higdon, yours truly. And it was a blast. And if you guys um, haven't been following uh, Vince Reed, he's always doing some cool stuff. So just go ahead and Google him. He's all over the internet. He's a cool guy and uh, definitely a good friend of mine. Now I want to move into free goals course. This is actually the first time we've really talked about this publicly. And this is a course that Kate's been working her little booty off of for quite some time now. And we're ready to release it to the world. So Kate, what do you want to say about FGC? I'm so excited about Free Goals course. And it has been a labor of love for me because as you all know, the Freedom Journal came out at the beginning of this year. We launched the Freedom Journal on Kickstarter in January. And just so much excitement around that and so many new things that we were trying, so many new pieces of software and new experiences that we'd never had in the business before. And after that launch was over and after, you know, we put up the Shopify site at thefreedomjournal.com, I continued to think and just be like so inspired by the people who are in our private Facebook group, who are sharing their 100 day journeys with the Freedom Journal. And I thought, how can we kind of take, well, it's like, how can we practice what we preach? How can we take what we already know works in our business and apply it to the Freedom Journal? Because up to, you know, I guess now, everything that we've done with the Freedom Journal has been pretty non-traditional in the sense that we've done a lot of new things to bring this product to market. So how can we now use what we know works for our business in other areas and apply that to the Freedom Journal? So that was kind of the idea with Free Goals Course. We've also been working closely with a amazing team called Segmetrics, and they've been helping us with our data, our numbers. And I mean, that's everything, Fire Nation. If you don't know your numbers, then get to know them. We've had so many lessons learned over the past several months uh, related to this. But um, after talking with Segmetrics, after reviewing a ton of detailed reports and data and things that they helped us pull from Infusionsoft, from our website, just metrics and data on how our free courses translate into paying customers down the line. And we have a a, a detailed report that Segmetrics wrote up, actually, if you want to check that out, it's linked up on this income report. They go into detail about percentages and the likelihood of somebody becoming a customer after going through one of our free courses and the value of the free courses, the ROI, all this amazing stuff. Um, so I highly encourage you to check that out. It's very interesting. But okay, back to free goals course. These free courses that we put out, free podcast course, free webinar course, they've been so powerful for not only 
being able to provide a ton of value to people, but also to kind of welcome new leads into our system that we may not have gotten otherwise. Like people who are wanting and needing this free content, we're here offering it. And so they're kind of coming into our world, seeing what else it is that we have to offer and they're becoming customers. So that's kind of the <laughs> not brief history behind Free Goals course. Um, so what we did is create this new course. It's an eight-day email and video series on how to set and accomplish your biggest goals. So each module walks through a different step-by-step guide for you in how you even come up with goals. And once you've come up with a goal, how to make sure that it's a smart goal. Once you have a smart goal, how to put a plan in place so that you can actually start working towards the accomplishment of that goal. So we're really excited about putting this out. We're really excited to share it with you, Fire Nation. So we hope that you will check it out. Where can they find it? Freegoalscourse.co. Fire Nation, that is freegoalscourse.co. Definitely check that out. Again, it's completely free. It's something that Kate and I have both worked incredibly hard on for a significant amount of time because we're such believers in the power of goals, of setting and accomplishing goals. We've seen now over 12,000 Freedom Journals that have been sold that are currently in the hands of entrepreneurs who are on their 100-day journey to accomplishing their number one goal. We are now having people who are reaching their 100 days since they bought their book over 100 days ago. And the goals that they're accomplishing and the just the game changers are unbelievable. And I just actually even love the post that we had in our Facebook group the other day where someone said, Freedom journal fail, but then she went on to talk about how she didn't accomplish her goal, but how in the 100 days she became so more, so much more productive, she got so many more things done than she knows she would have otherwise, and yes, she didn't necessarily succeed in setting her goal, but that's because she set a really ambitious goal, and you know that corny quote, she shot for the moon, she missed, but she landed amongst the stars, and that's a really powerful thought, so are you thinking big? Are you really setting those goals to stretch your limits? Are you getting outside of your comfort zone, which is where all the magic happens. So get on over to freegoalscourse.co and check out this free eight-day email and video series on how you can set and accomplish your biggest goals today. This is our gift to you, Fire Nation. We really hope that you step up and accept this. So now let's move into May 2016's income breakdown. At a glance, we have our product and service income, which was $157,000. Uh, the Freedom Journal did $34,873. A significant amount of that was from Shopify, and we had a good little $5,000 chunk from Amazon as well. And we ended up doing 684 Freedom Journal sales in the month of May, which is just amazing. I mean, I love the fact that we have 684 Freedom Journals that have been shipped this month to people that are ready to set and accomplish their goals. It's just amazing stuff. And Fire Nation, if you want to join this just growing, you know, we're approaching now 13,000 Freedom Journals sold, just head over to the freedomjournal.com and check it out. Uh, Podcasters Paradise did $26,584 for the month. Our podcast sponsorship income did 86K flat. Uh, Podcastwebsites.com, we generated $10,000 from that. If you want to check out podcastwebsites.com, it is your all-in-one podcast website, peace of mind, period. 
Um, we have some other things there and all of that is over at eofire.com slash income 33. Then famous number 33. Um, our affiliate income was 61,560. Uh, a couple of the big ones there. We had uh, lead pages at 1215. We had Bluehost at 2250. Uh, that's 2,250. Uh, we had a lot of revenue come in from courses that we recommend. Davis Eitman's created some online courses, uh, generated $15,000 in affiliate revenue. Uh, Ramit Sethi's Zero to Launch generated $11,000. Uh, Josh Turner's LinkedIn Academy course that we promoted generated $13,000 in affiliate revenue. So if you want to check out what all of that is about, just go ahead over to eofire.com slash income 33. Now we did have some expenses. And again, we mentioned those at the beginning at $66,000 and we go through all of our expenses, um, on our income report. And we go through them, you know, really line by line. So if you want to see like what we spend our money on, this is where to check it out. So our total expenses were that 66000 which gave us that net profit of $152,386 for the month of May. Now, I do want to move it over to Kate, who's going to talk about our biggest lesson learned, and that's going to be mindset, 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 mindset. Kate, take it away. Well, I mentioned earlier that we we're going to be touching on this. So I'm excited to dive in. Like I said earlier, with our recent move and the setbacks and the frustrations that are going to come with a big change like this, I've realized now more than ever just how important mindset is. And I'm so grateful for this reminder. So, so grateful for this reminder. So how you feel, how you view things, how you make other people feel These are all things that are largely affected by what you're telling yourself in your own head and how you choose to show up. I think about this so much and I'm always trying to constantly remind myself of this. When I get frustrated, when I'm sitting and complaining to John and I could tell that he wants to just like maybe give me a nice little tap and be like, get over it. (laughs) But it is, it's a really good constant reminder This is not about not feeling those things. It's about how you react to them. And so I've really, really been trying to be conscious of that. So the reason for this being, I recognize and I admit and I'm fully embracing how tough it is to adjust to new surroundings, period. But add to the mix, trying to maintain focus and making progress in the business, you have got yourself quite the challenge. John, do you feel like this has been a big challenge for you or are you kind of like, uh, you're so used to moving and being like in different situations. Like what's kind of your sentence that you would say you feel about this move and like the things that we've been working through kind of settling in? Adventure, challenges, newness. Like these are some things that really come to mind when I think about our move to Puerto Rico. And, and the reality is this Fire Nation is to me, I look at life as something that should be an adventure. You know, a lot of people do thrive in coziness and routine and all these things. And I, and I like those on a lot of levels, but I also am aware that we can blink and 10 years can go by and like we look around and we're like, oh wow, like nothing's changed. Life's been good. But, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't put myself out of that comfort zone. And, you know, this move to Puerto Rico has been outside of our comfort zone. I think it's stretched our limits on a, in a lot of areas. It's really, you know, made us more resilient. It's really just, Got the got the wheels moving on a lot of things that you know maybe we've been kind of forgetting about for a while, like what it means to get out there and make 
new friends and meet new people and, and have new experiences on a consistent le- on a consistent basis and on a on a higher level. So that's just kind of some things that come up when uh, you you ask that question. And I love that. I mean, there have been so many amazing things about this move, so much to appreciate and be grateful for. And so many things that, like you said, John, I mean, there's a lot of people who miss out on living life because they're so comfortable. Every day is the same. They thrive in not making changes and because they're scared. They're scared of changes. And I'm scared of changes too. And this is a huge step outside my comfort zone. But I know that in order to live life and feel fulfilled and not have any regrets that I have to make big moves like this. And I'm so lucky to have you, John, to remind me of that and to, you know, be the one that's standing there saying, like, we can do this. Like, we're going to do this together. It's going to be amazing. Um, There are going to be challenges. Yes, but we can do this. So I wanted to share just a few things that I kind of came to the conclusion of, like things that we've done since we moved that I feel have helped us a ton in terms of settling in to our new home and all the while being able to maintain focus and still make progress in the business. Because there were a couple of weeks, of course, when we moved where it was kind of like we were keeping up with the business. You know, we were Uh, making sure that our customers were happy, making sure that we were engaging with Fire Nation, making sure the podcast was being published, making sure there were posts on the blog. But we weren't really moving forward with bigger projects. So I want to share five things that we did that I feel helped us on both sides. It helped us settle in and it helped us still maintain focus and make progress in the business. So number one is we unpacked the first morning we were here. I know that might sound silly, but there's nothing like unfinished business that's going to get you all distracted and full of excuses. I'm huge on eliminating distractions because I know for me, if I had like our suitcases that were just like all over the house and we hadn't unpacked things, I would feel very unsettled and it would distract me from being able to focus. That's why I think that just unpacking our stuff the first morning we were here, getting it over with. That was really helpful for me in being able to know that I could sit down, focus on my work and not have the excuse of, I would love to be unpacking right now. Okay, number two is we set up a dedicated work area within two days of us being here. So as we were unpacking, John and I were both making lists simultaneously um, about things that we felt we need. We were walking around the house anyway, unpacking stuff, putting things away. It was a great time to kind of take inventory of what was missing. We're very lucky to have been in an Airbnb for the last month. So a lot of the things were here for us. But, you know, there's there's definitely some things that we needed to pick up. So, of course, both of our lists included an office setup. So the very same day that we unpacked everything, we found the closest Walmart and the closest grocery store, and we made a trip. By the next morning, day two, we had our desk set up, we had our chairs put together, and this allowed us to remove another potential excuse that we could have used to not focus on being productive. We gave ourselves a dedicated working space. So that's number two. We set up a dedicated working area that really helped us focus in and get back into the groove as quickly as possible. Okay, number three, no matter what it is, we give 100% to the task at hand. So when we're working, we're working. When we're relaxing, we're relaxing. When we're exploring, we're exploring. Because I've learned over the past several years that giving 25% here and 50% there 
it's not going to cut it, not if you're looking to focus and make progress. So if you think about it, spending two hours working with only 25% focus, well, that's kind of the equivalent of only having to work for 30 minutes with 100% focus. So if you can work for 30 minutes at 100% focus and save yourself an hour and a half to be able to give 100% focus to something else, then uh, you better believe like that's the route that I'm going to take for sure. So I really encourage you to think about how you're spending your time. Is it only at a level of 25%, 50%? Next time you sit down to do work or you're out exploring or you're relaxing or you're spending time with your family, really focus on giving whatever you're doing 100% of your time because giving 25% to even if it's within work stuff too, like giving 25% to four different projects instead of focusing on one of those projects and giving it your 100%, it makes such a massive difference. Number four, remembering all that you're grateful for. There have been so many times since we've moved that I've been frustrated and I wanted to give up and I wanted to throw my hands in the air and say, just forget it. But nobody said that this was going to be easy. And I know that. So when getting frustrated and feeling like I want to give up, like, what is that doing for me? How is that helping me create success or feel fulfilled? It's not. Am I still going to get frustrated? Of course. Like I said, these feelings come up. You feel excited and like there's a new adventure around every corner and then you might feel frustrated or like missing your old home. You're going to have these feelings. But it's not so much about the event or the initial reaction that you have as it is about how you choose to react to it. So I run into a situation that isn't ideal. I get frustrated. But then whatever comes next, that's up to me to decide. I found this quote by T. Harv Ecker that I really, really love. He says, nothing has meaning except for the meaning we give it. And last but not least, number five is continuous education. I just finished reading Secrets of the Millionaire Mind a book that I've literally been reading for probably five months, and that might even be getting giving myself a little bit of credit. Um, but after the past month, I feel like the timing was so purposeful. I feel like I was really meant to finish reading that book here after our move when I was in Puerto Rico. And there are so many powerful takeaways throughout that book. If you haven't read it, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And in this income report, I share some of my biggest takeaways. I've included a ton of quotes from the book that really stuck with me that really had a powerful impact on the way that I was thinking on the way that I will continue to think moving forward. Um, so I hope that you will check those out because um, I, again, they've had a very uh, profound impact on me and I believe they will you too. Fire Nation, let's give it up for Kate Lynn Erickson. I mean, she just went on quite the rant there, and I really hope that you absorbed that, that you took it in. And if I could end with something today, I don't want to just tread over what Kate said because it was perfect. Um, and by the way, if you do know T. Harv, T. Harv Ecker or The Millionaire Minds or Secrets of the Millionaire Minds, I did a great interview with him a few months back. You can just search for him. Um, on EO Fire in the search bar. And that was a great chat with T. Harv Ecker about a lot of these things. 
But I do want to end with something that I went on a little Snapchat rant about today. And by the way, if you're not following me on Snapchat, you are missing the only one-on-one direct mentoring that I do. And I do it every single day and I do it on Snapchat. You can just go to eofire.com slash snap, especially if you're on your mobile phone. That will take you right to where you can follow me. Or you can just follow me when you go to your Snapchat next John Lee Dumas, all one word. I would love, love to have you follow. Give me a snap. Let me know that you followed me because of this income report. And uh, I have a special message to, to send back to you uh, for sharing that with me. But what I ranted about today was 184060. Now, what's the 184060 rule mean? At 18 years old, Fire Nation, All 18-year-olds think that everybody is watching them, is judging them on everything that they do. At 40 years old, you don't give a crap about what anybody thinks about you. And then at 60 years old, you finally realize that nobody has been giving a crap about you. They just don't think about you because they have their own lives to lead. This is a great quote by Dr. Daniel Amen. Uh, that I came across, and it just made so much sense. I mean, we th- we think so much when we're younger that everybody's judging us and just thinking about all that we're doing and staring at our lives and just focusing so much on that. And then at 40, we just get fed up with that stress that we've been carrying around all these years by thinking that. So we just said, I don't give a crap what anybody thinks. Then at 60, we actually go back and we realize, hey, nobody was actually watching in the first place because they have their own lives to lead. So just think about that, Fire Nation, the 18-40-60 rule. Um, That's kind of what I want to leave you with. And Kate, why don't you uh, give Fire Nation a a final bon voyage? Yeah, love that. I try and remind myself that when I get frustrated too. I'm like, really? Is this really worth me Like expanding all this energy and frustration? Like, It's really not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Nobody cares. (laughs) Fire Nation, much love. Thank you so much for joining us on these income reports, John. And I so love connecting with you here. So thank you. Ignite. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you want some behind-the-scenes intel on how I'm taking EO Fire from a seven to an eight-figure-a-year business, all from my living room, Text EO Fire to 33444 and ignite.